peace and blessings. Welcome to this ending, Thou Shalt Not Pray. I am your hostess with the mostest, the real first lady. On this show, we will have controversial discussions on sensitive topics relating to spirituality, relationships, bridging gaps in today's pop culture, and if it's in the book, we talk about it here so that you can feel more confident with your one-on-one relationship with God. For more information about me, visit my website at goingpublic.live. Send me an email at therealfirstlady at gmail.com. Send me a voice message. I will respond. I may even use it for another episode discussion. one 832 lady That's one 832 5239 Leave a review, good or bad. Like follow, and share. I am free from commercial or political influence. Let's get in this. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking whomever he may devour. 1 Peter 5 and 8 Hey, welcome back. And if this is your first time, I welcome you. I welcome you. Um, the last two episodes of The Send In, Thou Shalt Not Pray, we had... Uh, solitary confinement part one solitary confinement exonerated that was part two and you can still go back and catch up if you didn't have an opportunity to listen to it I had the privilege to interview a man who spent over a decade and some change locked up in prison straight he did that straight And I know some who have done longer time, but it doesn't make any difference. You know, uh, a half of 25 is to say it doesn't matter. 25 to life, it doesn't matter. This is is serious business here. We're talking about his life was snatched from him. He was a boxer on his way to the Olympics. And Satan, the adversary who... Roars like a lion and seeks to destroy. Took him off his path. Took him off his path straight up. And I I, I think I could probably do 18 months. I, I think I could. I know y'all probably don't think so, but I tell you what. I know I could probably do a, eight, a whole 18 months straight up on my head and that's it that's it just 18 months I'm telling you (laughs) okay because I'm going in there with the word of God (laughs) okay I'm gonna make them feel guilty for thinking 
anything negative about me or even doing anything. Touch not my anointed on that real serious biblical tip. I'm not kidding. 60 days in, all that kind of stuff. Look, 60 days, that's easy. I could do 60 days easy, easy, easy. Anyway, but he shared intimate details of his life with us. And it broke my heart. It made me angry. It made me mad as hell. The total disrespect and the torture of the children of God. The children of God. Human beings. The children of God. And he mentioned the plethora of religious affiliations. He mentioned Muslims, Jews, Christians, Native American, Indians, Rastafari nation, uh, nation of Islam, and, and many more. You know, they got all kind of stuff, Wickham and all that. But they have all those type of people in prison. And the abuse at the hands of people who commit crimes against God every day. If that's not the fox guarding the hen house, I don't know what is. It says, roaring lion. Come on. We have to open the book and understand these things. It's clear. It is clear. But we have to go to the book. But the most important lesson that I want you to take away from those two episodes is that God truly does move us from sin to confession to pardon. And we don't have a life sentence in the way that man makes it seem as though we have a life sentence. We do have a life sentence, but that's in God. That is uh, 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 the eternal life is what that is, eternal life. All right. We have to wake up with a spiritual eye now. It's no longer waking up with the eyes that are on our faces. That's over with now. That's over. The Bible says that the eye is the lamp of the body. And if our eyes are the lamp, our eyes, if our eyes are good, then our whole body is filled with light. That's what it says with light, light outshines dark. And so I want to speak again about another roaring lion situation in real time. Jamal Bryant, pastor of New Birth, uh, where Eddie Long used to pastor in Georgia. He fits right in with that nonsense. I'm telling you right now, New Birth reopened its doors this past Good Friday. Since it was the pandemic, you know, all church services were viral. And so we know that since all church services were viral, the money had to be coming up way short. I mean, it's just as simple as that. We know that. It had to be coming up way short. It's easier to strong arm somebody with a Sunday morning stick up person to person than it is online where you can just turn off the computer after you hear the word. It's just as simple as that, period. So this is the thing. 
uh, Jamal Bryant, he's hard pressed for tides right now. He made it very clear in this demonstration that I'm getting ready to refer you to. Uh, tithing has come back into play in the church services. That's the whole entire demonstration. And I posted the link. And if you have an Instagram account, you can view the video on his personal public figure profile, Jamal Bryant. This is what he did. Okay. I'm gonna make a long story real short. He brought a college freshman, a young lady to the altar he asked her, do you tithe? And she said, what? And he was like, do you tithe? And she didn't really understand. So he tells her, oh, this is, he tells the congregation, she's a perfect student. Here we go. So the premise here clearly is about money. All right. It's about tithing. He used the little, the young woman uh, as a, 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 an example her young mind, her young, fresh mind. And he asked her, do you need a hundred dollars? He just was like, you need a hundred dollars. And she was looking at him like, what you mean? I mean, it was like a setup almost. She was like a hundred dollars. And he said, do you need a hundred dollars? And then he starts t counting out a hundred dollars in front of the whole congregation in tens in her hand. 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, all the way up to 100. And then he tells her, okay, now 10%, what you gonna do? How much are you gonna give back? Because God just blessed you with $100. Now, what you gonna do with that $100? And so she went, you know, she was, you know, a little apprehensive because she really didn't know what was going on all the way. But... She went up there and she gave 10. She put it in the box. Okay, that's the box he had up there at the altar for this demonstration. And she put it in the box. And then he that was his point. So the whole entire the whole entire congregation he had at by the end of this presentation that he did, the whole entire congregation that was able came up to that altar and straight up emptied out their pockets. I mean, straight up. It was horrible. But anyway, the late, the young woman, she walked away with $4,000 through his demonstration. Okay. Now, this is the thing for me. Number one, don't waste my time teaching me something that I already know. Number two, God don't need $10 back from the blessing that he just gave me. Okay, let's be clear about that. You're not gonna razzle dazzle me with this nonsense here. Okay, our senses are, 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 are visual and, 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 and audio and, 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 and touch and all these things. We must be be clear on this, on this. He proceeded to leave the congregation and anybody else that was listening on YouTube or whatever else 
to believe that you give cash back, that Jesus need cash back, or you get cash back. I mean, come on, what are you doing? It's the wrong message. He slithered into the minds of those parishioners. And when it was all over, this was the narrative. This is what he had. This is what he said. She had no money. She learned how to tithe. And she left with $4,000. And then he said, who couldn't serve a God like ours? That's subliminal. That's subtle craftiness. Just like the snake Satan himself is. They got kicked out of the garden. All these things that I'm pointing out to you is to support you in your personal struggles. That stuff is not helping us. And I want to remind you that we are in a war of good versus evil. Please understand that. We have to open the book, which is our understanding of the rules of engagement of this war that we're in. We are living in a godless society right now. And First Peter 5 and 8 explains it right there. It's a warning. It's a warning. It really is. Satan hates God. Listen, we're made in his image. So he clearly hates human beings too. All human beings, not just black ones, not just white ones, not just rich ones, and not just poor ones. He's an evil force that is bent on our destruction. Please make no mistake about it. The adversary works behind the government. He works in the churches, in the prisons, in households, in personal friendships. No one is safe. That's what I'm here to let you know. And Peter also wanted you to know. He comes in different shapes and forms and fashions. Okay? The bottom line here is we have to be prepared for the attacks or we will get caught up in the snares that he sets. Straight up, we will. The scriptures are our only authority. Read it for yourself. Just open up the book. It gives us the principles of the war that we're in right now. The principles. And so in this scripture, it says, be alert and sober-minded. Sober means rational, sensible, sharp, uh, oriented, observant. Okay, that's what sober-minded is here. So 
whenever anyone is going through anything, any trials, whenever you're vulnerable, you know, anywhere vulnerability in the grocery store, in any, any possible place that you could think of, Satan is there when you are the most weak. So that's why we need to be sharp and sensible, sober, not over drinking. Because if you do, it says that the adversary will show up. And I know for a fact he will show up and he will hit you and he will hit you hard. You can bet on that. And he will try to make you succumb. He throws salt in everybody's game. Everybody's game. Remember, he tempted Jesus with bread. When Jesus was at his weakest. Okay? God uses trials to make us strong. Satan uses them to weaken us even further than we already are. This is the reason why I stress so much about a personal one-on-one -on -one relationship with God. It's too noisy. It's way too much negative traffic that is designed to take our focus off God. I love Twitter. I love YouTube and, you know, uh, all of this other kind of stuff. I'm into it. I am. But I don't let that take my focus off of God. True Christians. This is what I'm going to tell you. True Christians. We don't do whatever we want to. We don't. We do what we should. That's being grown in the body of Christ. And so you can't just do what you want to. It's not okay. <laughs> a personal relationship with God. It, it, it doesn't have to be a physical location. It doesn't have to be a prayer closet. In fact, it's none of those things. It's a place where you go in your heart, where you can go to God and you don't have to hide. You don't have to lie and you don't have to pretend. And most importantly, you should learn how to be comfortable in whatever skin he has placed you in so that you can use it to magnify him. Not to magnify yourself. We're supposed to be testifying and witnessing about the good news and the power of the Holy Spirit. Not the power of ourselves, which in fact is extremely limited compared to God. All right? So we must not forget these things. God is good all the time. So if we lose, we really win. All right? That's the most important thing for you to remember. Count it all joy. Stay focused on the mission of Jesus. Don't get caught slipping. This COVID, it came. But with it came an intense epidemic of deception. I'm telling you, it's thick. It's thicker than it's ever been before. And so that's the reason why we need to go to the scriptures. In closing, I just want you to be able to, 
go to people and let them know straight out, I was standing in your shoes before exactly where you are right now. And so I'm a human, you're a human, humans make mistakes. But those mistakes don't have to determine the rest of your whole life. And we have to be willing to give people a chance because somebody gave us a chance thousands of years ago. And you know what I'm talking about. So now we have to hold each other to a higher standard because the stakes are higher for both of us because we're claiming to be Christians. The Bible is the gold standard code of conduct. That's it. Everything is in there that we need to know about what's going on in the world today. Right now, in real time, the Bible is not ancient. It's not a fairy tale. It's not Greek mythology. It is factual and actual. I want you to remember this African proverb. The truth is the first victim of war. For more information about me, visit my website at goingpublic.live. Send me an email at therealfirstlady at gmail.com. Send me a voice message. I will respond. I may even use it for another episode discussion. 1-866-832-LADY. That's 1-866-832-5239. Leave a review, good or bad. Like follow and share. I am free from commercial or political influence. Let's get in this.